Good morning. I'm Josephine Hicks. I live in Charlotte, but I have a house in Black Mountain, and I really enjoy being with you here at All Souls whenever I can. And I'm grateful to your dean and the staff for having me here today in connection with my role with Episcopal Relief and Development, where I serve as the vice president for Episcopal Church programs. As you can imagine, Episcopal Relief and Development is busy working with communities impacted by Hurricane Florence and the typhoons in the Philippines and disasters elsewhere around the world. I spoke about that a bit in the adult forum, but now I want to tell you a different story. It's a story about a woman named Mrs. Chola. Mrs. Chola lives in Zambia. She's 75 years old, and she suddenly found herself homeless and taking care of her two grandchildren when her son died of AIDS and her daughter-in-law was killed in a fire that destroyed their home. What is the good news for Mrs. Chola? How would we preach the gospel and share the good news with her? You know, St. Francis supposedly said, preach the gospel always. Use words if necessary. Perhaps that's what we should do. Maybe we should do something for Mrs. Chola, not just preach to her. What would the disciples in today's gospel lesson have told us about how we can help Mrs. Chola? They told Jesus that they stopped a man from casting out demons because he was not following us. He wasn't a member of the club. He didn't go to the right church. He probably doesn't know how to follow the liturgy. Today, the disciples might say, if you want to help Mrs. Chola, you need to be one of us. We have the answers. We know what she needs. At Episcopal Relief and Development, we don't work that way. In all of our work, whether it's responding to disasters or in our global development work, we start by respecting the dignity of every human being. We work with and alongside those who are struggling with hunger, poverty, disaster, or disease. We don't give handouts or work in ways that perpetuate dependency, nor do we impose solutions or insist on membership in the right church or the right club. Rather, we listen to them. We learn from them. We help them identify assets they have and teach them how to improve their own lives using resources that are already available in the community and building capacity from there. You all are familiar with this model of ministry. It's called asset-based community development. You follow this same approach in your ministry at Kairos West. It's not about insisting that we or members of the church do good work because we have all the answers or we know the right people. It's about helping people and communities recognize their God-given gifts and letting them do the work 
transforming their own lives. In this way, we drive sustainable change that empowers people and communities and builds hope. Let me tell you about one program area at Episcopal Relief and Development that transforms lives and communities in this way. It's our Integrated Early Childhood Development Program. Research tells us that the time of a child's age from conception to age five is a critical time of development. If you can't ensure healthy growth, appropriate nutrition, stimulation, and education during those formative years, it's virtually impossible for that child to catch up. Brain development is literally stunted by malnutrition, lack of stimulation, neglect, or even worse, physical or emotional abuse. Given the opportunity to transform communities by focusing on this critical time in a child's life, Episcopal Relief and Development launched an integrated early childhood development program in Zambia with our partner, the Zambian Anglican Council on Outreach. This program uses a community-led, holistic approach to address parenting, health, nutrition, food security, and livelihoods. So back to our friend, Mrs. Chola. Suddenly homeless and responsible for two young children, she turned to the Anglican Church in her community. The church enrolled the children in an early childhood development center, which immediately put her in touch with the Department of Social Welfare to find housing for her and the children. The children were enrolled in playgroups, where they began to learn social interaction with other children, and more importantly, language and math skills, so that when it's time for school to start, they're ready to learn. Mrs. Chola is 75 years old, but many of the parents are young teenagers. So they participate in peer-to-peer parenting groups to learn parenting skills from one another. The families are also assigned a community volunteer who understands what children need and helps parents learn how best to stimulate and educate them. The community volunteer takes a malaria net to the home to be certain that they're protected from malaria-bearing mosquitoes. The community volunteer makes certain the children are vaccinated and are weighed every month to be sure they're reading develop, meeting developmental milestones. The volunteer makes sure the family knows about access to clean water and understands the importance of sanitation. Mrs. Chola was given seeds for a garden so that she could grow nutritious food for her family and also generate income for her family. Women like Mrs. Chola also learn skills that help them develop their own economic independence by participating in savings groups. The members of these groups contribute the equivalent of about 50 cents a week to the fund, which doesn't sound like much to you and me, but it's a lot to a woman like Mrs. Chola. They come to the group every week and contribute that money, and if they need a loan for a family emergency or to start a small business, they can get a loan from the group when they would never be able to get a loan from a commercial bank. They pay the loan back with interest, and at the end of the year, 
the entire fund is distributed to all the members, so they not only get the benefit of their own saving, but they earn a profit on their saving from the interest that's been earned. One participant reports, we thought we were too poor to save, but we learned amounts can't be too small to save. And even with the small amount, we can do something to earn income. We can do something to earn income. These programs empower women and give them a self-sustaining avenue to generating income for themselves, their families, and ultimately their communities. The Early Childhood Development Center serving Mrs. Chola's community is just one of over 50 centers that serve over 10,000 children in Zambia. The program is now being extended into Ghana, Kenya, Malawi, Mozambique, and Zimbabwe. You have made this program possible through your generous support of Episcopal Relief and Development, and we thank you. This is how we preach the gospel at Episcopal Relief and Development. By respecting the dignity of every human being, empowering them to be who God calls them to be, to transform their own lives and communities, and to break the cycle of deep poverty and dependence. Let us pray. Loving and merciful God, you bestow your grace on all of your children. Remember our sisters and brothers here and throughout the world who, in partnership with Episcopal Relief and Development, strengthen communities, empower those in poverty, nourish those who are hungry, heal those who are sick, and uplift those affected by disaster, so that your kingdom might be known to all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.